Welcome everybody to Embracing Humans. Normally I do a healer talk and then I do an interview, but today I've traveled to Flat Rock, North Carolina to interview Charlotte McGinnis, a pal of mine. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so delighted. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Charlotte and her journey into her work in this world has been quite amazing. Uh, she was a golf professional and had the pleasure of working and teaching golf in South Florida and Winchester, New York. Charlotte uh, completed in tournaments as both amateur and professional. And you qualified for the U.S. Open, which... That was a thrill <laughs> and a surprise. <laughs> Our journeys are so amazing. Uh, in 1993, Charlotte founded the Palm Beach Center for Living in West Palm Beach, which we're going to talk about because this spiritual occurrence uh, takes us in all kinds of directions. And the healers out there need to know the twists and the turns and the hills and the things in the way and the things that are cleared. And you've lived all that and you're still living all of that. <laughs> In 2006, Charlotte moved to Flat Rock, North Carolina, and uh, began an offering Sunday services and workshops. Her ministry grew and led to the birth of the Namaste Center, which offered a home for spiritual seekers in Western North Carolina. Charlotte has been an ordained reverend through uh, the Alliance of Divine Love, as am I, a wonderful organization, by the way, Alliance of Divine Love, keep that in mind. She has served as president and of the organization and in many other capacities, amen, sister, <laughs> since her ordination. In 2018, Charlotte retired as spiritual leader of the Namaste Center, but that didn't last for long, of course, because... <laughs> because... Because you know me, and you know you. <laughs> Whoop, we're going here. Whoop, we're going there. Yeah. Charlotte is a seeker of truth, choosing to find the common thread that flows through all religions philosophies, spiritual traditions, and science. Her teachings are very diverse yet simple, not to mention entertaining and fun. All are welcome to join uh, her community on, of unity, peace, and love. Charlotte uh, is here with us today in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, gosh, I'm so happy to be here with you and just appreciate so much. I think we're so much alike we in are. so many we ways. And, and this is just great. We've had a lot of great chatter before this uh, today and I uh, just feel so connected. And thank you for yeah. making the trip up and doing this. And Tony behind the camera there for Tony. your your blessing us today. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Where do I want to start? I want to start with your golfing spirituality. <laughs> What, were they mixed in at that point in your life? You know, uh, yes. Uh, I always, I think when I look back, even my golf was a very spiritual endeavor. Uh. I was very self-motivated. My father thankfully introduced me to it when I was seven years old. I fell in love with it. I, um, I went after it on my own, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, the lengths I went to play golf were pretty amazing when I look back for such a young type. And uh, I was competing by the time I was 11. And, uh, you know, the, then I made a career out of it, both playing and uh, teaching. But in the middle of all that, I, I did have uh, a strong spiritual interest. I grew up Methodist, Christian. I still have uh, wonderful memories of that. I don't have any 
thankfully, uh, none of that uh, guilt or shame or lot that comes with a lot of uh, religious upbringing, you know. Yeah. And it's still, uh, when I go back to my church home, it feels like home. It's wonderful. But I knew there was more. Wow. And so interestingly enough, when my journey started, I was uh, in my 20s, late 20s. I was teaching golf at a club in Boynton Beach, Florida. And there was a newly opened um, place called uh, the Crystal Garden. And actually a fellow ADL minister, uh, Margaret Limbo, owns it still. She started it uh, years ago. And I used to go there and whatever the class was, I would just take it. Oh. And uh, I started reading books and doing this and that. And uh, so it just uh, totally enveloped me. Mm. And eventually I did... Um, I got introduced to The Course of Miracles, which we can talk about more later if you want, but The Course of Miracles is really what hit and stuck and uh, changed my life, still does. It's my primary uh, foundation spiritually, but but I do have uh, respect and honor for all religions and spiritual teachings and so on and so forth. So uh, moving forward, I did create a, a business. Uh, well, I started the Palm Beach Center for Living in Florida, but after that, I had within that my Zen Golf Center, which was integrating <laughs> golf and spirituality. <laughs> and so I taught, and uh, so for many years, I taught Zen Golf, which was a mind, body, spirit approach to golf, which 30 years ago <coughs> seemed kind of uh, what the heck is this all about? And now everything I taught 30 years ago is, you know, Olympic athletes, all the golfers yes. do it. It's It's just normal and naturally integrated. It's really just the power of, of our mind and, and feelings to create the outcome we want. Wow. And uh, lots of facets to it. But it's, wow. uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. The audaciousness of that back <laughs> then. Yeah. It's like you said, the, the sports athletes, the, the upper end, the serious ones are like, how do I how do I align my body with my mind and how do I get my mind on board with this higher calling of getting that little white ball yep. <laughs> That's down right. there into a little hole. Exactly. <laughs> well, in golf, you know, I wrote a book called A Golf Course in Miracles and it was, you know, golf is a great metaphor for life. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I, I co-wrote it with my friend Jean, Jean Bogard, and we had a blast writing it. It's, it's, I'll Is give it still you, available? I'll give you a copy. I'll give you both a copy. But can people buy it? Still? Yes, you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Golf course. A, a golf course in miracles. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we use teachings from the course to, to really show how those are mirroring life experience. Mm -hmm. and, and we use golf as, as the metaphor. So... It was fun to write, and, and really, you know, you could say golf, business, tennis, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Relationships, Relationships, dog care, it's all, everything. Everything is just how we relate to it. And yeah. if we can just, where's our focus, where's our energy, where's our attention? And just a brief example using golf, for example, if you get on the tee, okay, and you've got all this fairway, mm -hmm. And over here, there's a teeny little bunker relative to the fairway. And over here, there's a slim little creek. Where's your attention go if you're not paying attention? That little creek or that little bunker. And where do you end up hitting it? Right where you don't want to hit it because that's where you're giving your dominant attention. Wow. And I think that's true in life. You know, yes. 
where do we give our attention to? All the blessings and goodness or just that little irritation from whatever happened 15 minutes ago. Yes. So it's always a choice. Love that. For some reason, I've been thinking a lot about worry and my mother's generation, her mother's generation, my father's generation. Uh, worry was a sign of love. Mm -hmm. That if I worry about you, you know, but that's bunker attention. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, it yeah, truly, yeah. truly is. Isn't it, uh, didn't Einstein say, worry is a terrible waste of the imagination. imagination. Yes. And, and it's so weird. true. Yeah. And I think we can yeah. have concern. And, and yeah. when you're, I'm sure I don't have children, but if your kids are out two in the morning, you, you might have concern. But, you know, our thoughts are prayers. Our thoughts are constantly creating. So I think when those little worries come up, rather than uh, go down uh, and attach all this fear and, and all this energy to it, maybe take a pause and a breath and just say, I can choose peace mm. because worry is only feeding the problem. And so let's just say you have a child at 2 a.m. in the morning, the trigger of concern comes up, you pause, mm -hmm. and then what? I would, I would suggest to invite the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm obviously upset here. Uh, and my son or daughter is out at 2 a.m. I don't know where they are. Uh, Please hold my hand through this. I choose peace. Invite peace into the situation. Mm. And I think that we, whether you call it the Holy Spirit or angels, God, Mother Mary, what have you, there is uh, the universe is here waiting by our uh, request, for our request. But we have to be the one to ask. And I think that's what the Course in every other teaching really is about training us to rather than take that path of worry or fear, know that we have a choice. Mm. And that pause is inviting whatever. Uh, I like what the 12 steps uh, has to say. If you have a problem, for example, people watching, identifying with God or or religious context, you know, came to believe a power greater than ourself can restore us to sanity. So whatever that power is, what is it that you feel inspired by mm. bring that into the mm. mix but you always have a choice for peace and uh, for love that's such an interesting that's such an interesting approach in that situation that scenario you're not you're not trying to project god or the universal spirit energy protect them you're inviting peace into your own heart mm -hmm. that's an interesting approach well i think that's the first step okay. also i think certainly you know, we have our prayer ministry in ADL. And, you know, in the old days, when we would request, well, I'll just use myself as an example, we, but we would list the, the call for prayer, the actual situation, whatever it is, and be specific and so on and so forth. And what happens is then, guess what? Even as ministers, people would see it and go, oh my God, Betty's got cancer. Well, guess where the energy is going? Yes. Betty's cancer. Yes. So now it's just Betty, John, Lewis, whoever. You just We just list the names. Holy Spirit, we pray for the highest and best for this situation in the greatest degree of love. And that's it. And the, um, so we're not projecting our intention or our, our desired outcome. We're trusting something greater, which is always better than we can imagine. So now I'm we just... Million. So, so to put Joe, who's out at 2 a.m. 
doing whatever he's doing, the son. Probably up to no yeah, good. Yeah, probably up to no good. Like my dad said, <laughs> nothing ever good happens out that past 11 o'clock at night, especially in a bar. Didn't stop me, but at, at, uh, was same here, sister. <laughs> in, in theory, I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right." Uh, but uh, and by the grace of God, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that uh, maybe it would just be to 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 say, just to send a ring of protection, or just just uh, bathe uh, Joe with love, and mm. see um, see him in his wholeness. And because I think. You know, we're in a vibrational universe, and there every thought has an effect. Yes. You know, Heidi and uh, John, ripple effect, right? Yes. Their their ministry. Yes. Well, all of our little thoughts and feelings and emotions have ripple effects out into the universe. Yes. Same thing with um, the and so are, am I sending Joe, my 22 uh, year old son, out at 2 a.m. Am I sending him like? anger, fear, all these things. Right. Well, guess what? That's going to attract more of the same. Right. And we and can... that's why it's so important to go into your, your peaceful spot. Mm -hmm. Einstein, again, you can't change the consciousness from which it was started somewhere else. Or yeah, yeah, it. yeah. You probably could do that. But the, you, can, you have to change your consciousness in order to project it into the world. Yeah. And so you start with peace and you start with calm and you start with that. And then you can create that energy and vibration for someone else. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tricky business, that it is, and it's. I think it's. It's. Uh, we're moving there. We we're are. becoming aware. We are. We are. And uh, people often will defend their, you know, right to be angry. You know, I, I talked about this on last Sunday with the, my soulful conversation, about the conflict and uh, between in the Middle East mm -hmm. and all of the energies that go around with it and. You know, how often have we heard if you side with the oppressor, you're part of the problem? And, you know, Desmond Tutu, uh, Elie Wiesel, all these wonderful men who have very uh, high consciousness and life experience, yes. one yes. being a Holocaust survival. Yes. And he's saying, don't side with the, you can't be neutral in these situations. Mm. Well, um, with all due respect, and I, uh, it's I, I want to bless everybody, and because there's so many things that lie beneath uh, what we're seeing, lots of things, programming. I mean, these Hamas idiots. Okay, I'll say it. They're they're playing a very dark role. Yeah. But they're programmed out of the womb to play that role. Yeah. So they're victims too. Yes. And I, and yes. I'm not saying what they're doing yes. is right. Yes. So it's it's kind of like, what if we just got together, the world leaders, and said, what would the greatest degree of love be for everybody? Not how can we bomb them and, and put them all under the ground, but how can we heal this? And really, if you look at the insanity of society in general, politics and world dynamics, uh, what are we doing? We are still seeking control, power through war, through death. And I think that the solution is right here for the asking, mm -hmm. which is what would love do and how can we make a decision where everybody wins? There is an answer. Yeah. We just haven't chosen it yet. And we haven't, we have not enough of us have experienced it yet. And right. That, 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 <coughs> that word love and that word God, mm -hmm. it has to have all these qualifiers and disclaimers. Mm -hmm. And so we're just now, just now beginning to experience this in a worldwide way, right. possibility. I, the time that we are living in is, is absolutely astounding. And 
there is not a time in human history that I have studied where there is such a possibility mm -hmm. for a shift occurring. Right. We've been, you know, I've studied all Dr. Joseph Murphy and I discovered Joe Goldsmith and mm -hmm. the, the old guys that, you know, were bringing, you know, unity and science, Ernest Holmes with science of mind and all of the teachings that are just now trying to find the foot, foot, mm -hmm. find our feet. Footing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> find our feedings. Yeah. Then to be able to apply that to war. Right. Whew. We are just now beginning to learn how to apply it to our own life. Well, and that's exactly yes. right, Vicki. I think, and that's where it all begins. Yes. You know, yes. let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me, yes. right? Yes. And so how I respond has that ripple effect and that's does right. touch everybody. That's right. And how you respond. So, uh, and re rather than pointing fingers and blame out here. Yes. It's, it's yes. really an inside job, always. And we are all living in a time where that choice has to be made. Right. Back to me, back to mm -hmm. me. The programming. You mentioned Hamas programming. I love that point because we've all had the programming. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us about the programming that you have had to undo in this process of finding your truth? Well, you know, that all day? <laughs> that's a huge question. Or, but, you know, I, I, I've studied like in life coaching and, uh, and really how we are. I learned this years ago that we're a product of our program. Yes. And where, where we grew up, the families that we're in, the, the religion that we were brought up in or not, our educational system, gender, everything, gender identity, everything, race. everything, yes. race. Oh, yes. absolutely. It's yes. on and on and on. Yes. And we're taught to judge yes. and we're taught to sort of pit against each other. Yes. And we're taught that our value lies in how much we accomplish or lack thereof, you know? Yes. And so we're, we're taught upside down and backwards. So we're always looking outside yes. of ourselves. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz, one of the greatest stories of life. Agreed. It's, it's just, it's all, it's been there all along. Yeah. You know, there's, it's all inside. Yes. And so we take this journey uh, of life and we're looking for, looking for love in all the wrong places, right? And we think that, oh, well, if I have this, I'll be of, of value. And then it just, so the undoing is really the relinquishment of judgment and programs that keep us pitted against each other. Yes. And I think people are beginning to recognize that and making changes. Yes. And uh, every time you choose or I choose or anyone else chooses uh, to, to release those old programs and paradigms, everyone is elevated. And that's the good news. I'm going to bring it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> what can you just give us one thing that you feel like was a huge programming that you had to undo with your awareness? I'm, I'm sure there's been many. What would be the well, biggest? Well, you one? know, I understand your hesitancy, and I understand because what happens in this journey is that it becomes so integrated that it's like, yeah, it was hell back then, but. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot about it. It yeah. just became a part of who I am. Well, I and get, that's, I get it. I and get that's, it. that is a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, what seems so monumental and like, ugh. I mean, it's, impossible. It's, like, it's just never going to go away. Now it's kind of like, really? Uh, <laughs> right. So it, it's just a lot of... Um, uh, well, gender. Like okay. in your golf thing. Yeah. Okay. Did you have... Okay, yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely an interesting thing. Funny you mentioned that. Um, 
1983 Ryder Cup was held at PGA National. So it's the top pros from the United States versus uh, Great Britain and Europe. Okay. And so all the world's best men golfers were there at the club where I was a golf pro. And I was, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a photo of me with multitudes of men, and I'm the only female there. And I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. Um, that, and it was an honor at the same time, but I was like, wow, you know, there were a lot of things growing up in, I was at that cusp of, of in golf when things were shifting. Yes. And I yes. was actually sort of, I was just thinking about this yesterday, and I was put in a position to be the first woman head pro at a club in Westchester, New York, which would have been a big honor. Uh, but I didn't want it. <laughs> and, and I think that but you could have had it. <laughs> yeah, but I, the person who wanted, who uh, I, I really don't want to make this too, uh, but anyway, they they thought they could convince me otherwise. And, and I, was, I knew I was not going to do it. I, that didn't interest me. Okay. So that was, uh, but a lot of people are like, what, why did you pass that up? How could you let that go? That's such, and I'm like, because it doesn't mean anything to me at all. I don't want I want to do it. That's hard work. It's not what I like to do. Yeah. So, um, but there are, there definitely have been breakthroughs in, in golf for women, yeah. in sports for women. Absolutely. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. I think there's a lot of things have, have evolved and there's still a lot of, uh, humans are slow. Yeah. We're humans slow. are slow. There's a quickening occurring now. Yeah, would you yeah. agree with that? There's a quickening. Oh, oh, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. In, in all areas. In all areas. It's coming yeah. with a lot of strife and con concern and confusion and chaos. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me like the life force is not going to stop because of all that. The life force is going to continue to bring about what it means to bring, a, it wants to bring about. Yeah. It has yeah. to. It's almost, we were talking earlier about the ego and, you know, the ego is the false self is constantly going to try to replace itself. Mm -hmm. uh, any lost territory it gets, you know, if we find our own spiritual sovereignty, the ego is like, there's a problem. Yeah. The same thing with the life force. It is as powerful as anything else on this earth, and it has a it has an agenda, it, as far as I can see. It has an agenda to bring humans toward love and to bring us toward a wise right. understanding of who the truth of who we are. Right. That hits the program over and over and over. Yeah. So whether it's female, whether it's race, whether it's it's uh, economic status, whatever it is, this life force that doesn't see any of that right. is going to continue to move on. Which, by the way, I always try to do a plug about healers. That's <laughs> why healers are so important because healers... Life coaches, spiritual coaches, spiritual counselors, whatever you bring forth, we're kind of on the leading edge. Mm -hmm. We are we 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 are understanding that the the fix, the evolution, is a spiritual. It's not fixing more external stuff. Mm -hmm. We've done some amazing stuff externally, big 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 buildings and lots of machines and you know some crazy ad systems, but spiritually. Where is where love lives? That's the only thing that's going to bring us into who we came here to become. Mm -hmm. Which brings me back to Course in Miracles. I, there was a time in my life where everywhere I went, somebody was giving me the book Course in Miracles, mm -hmm. and I would open it up. I'm like, I <laughs> don't know, <laughs> and I would close up. And I had five of them on my bookshelf at one point. The one thing that I keep going back, and this is as far as I've gotten with Course in Miracles, and it is the thing about nothing is what is it. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Ba Boom.
I mean, I just keep coming back to that. Keep coming yeah, back to yeah. that. Keep coming back. And I'm still, I'm still revisiting it. We're still revisiting it. Mm -hmm. That's a when, that's a summation of Course of Miracles. Ultimately, yeah. You know, interesting. You said uh, that about the course. When I was on my search years back, I had uh, I went to this bookstore. I don't even know if it's still around. Called Genie Secrets. It was in Wellington, Florida. And anyway, I was in there flipping through the books and, and uh, you know, You Can Heal Your Life, all, Louise Hay, all those books. And some lady says, oh, have you read this? And I'm like, what? She said, The Course in Miracles. And I looked at it and I said, flip through it. Uh, no, thanks. I was just like, that was way beyond my capacity to comprehend. I was like, but she just kept pushing and pushing. So she was my angel, really. Yes. But yes. she said, you got to buy it. You got to read it. And I'm like, okay, I just shut up. I'll buy it. So anyway, <laughs> when I went up to Angels New York, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. So I never read it. Uh, and then I went to New York and I, rather than, I had a little apartment there on the golf course where I taught. And I had a little room, and I used to take a TV, and I said, instead of a TV this year, I'm taking my box of books I haven't read. So I pulled that Course in Miracles book out, and um, the, uh, the introduction mm -hmm. got to me. And, it, and the one line in the course that touches me, it says, the course doesn't aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that's beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence which is your natural inheritance. Mm. And then it goes back to the uh, last sentence is what you referred to. Will you the say it again? I love anybody who could quote the that. Course can, this course can therefore be summed up very simply this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, man, this is awesome. Well, I still didn't have much luck uh, reading the book on my own. And I don't think, to be honest, many people have for good reason <laughs> it's it's very heavy duty uh, and now i can breeze through it because i understand the basic metaphysics of it so I, if you're into the course find a group uh, yeah. you can go online uh, just search. well you teach a course i teach a course yeah she teaches people are course. welcome it's a zoom group fridays uh, 11 a.m eastern uh you could uh, just uh email me charlotte mcginnis at gmail.com and i'd love to have you join us would you spell that because people will have yeah trouble. sure c-h-a-r-l-o-t-t-e-m-c-g-i-n-n-i-s at gmail.com and <clears throat> you can also find out at charlottemcginnis.com uh, um my website more about it and i'll have it on the youtube information so great yeah yeah so but it's, uh, so I did start with, uh, interestingly enough, you know, it, I went to Unity of the Palm Beaches. I ended up starting there with a lovely woman, Lee, who uh, was a fabulous teacher. And then Ed Mitchell, the astronaut, he was a member of that church. He also taught the Course of Miracles wow. there. And then there was uh, another fellow, Ed Mayer, who was fabulous. We, I really had some great teachers in the beginning. And then I ended up teaching a group there myself and having um, uh, the Sunday, I did the Sunday 930 service there. And that was, and that was course based. Mm. So that was years ago, but that, it definitely was a game changer and um, led you me just, to. You just knew. Yeah, I knew. That was, and you know, it's because it makes, you know, we had talked earlier about, I grew up at, with Christianity. Mm -hmm. I still am a big Jesus person. I believe, Jesus. I believe in the Bible. I do believe in it. I think it's been mis, 
misrepresented, misrepresented, <laughs> misinterpreted, yeah. mistaught. Yeah. Um, the course makes reference to scripture from a universal perspective, not from a uh, Christian, you know, Jesus comes to us as our elder brother, our teacher, and our friend. When you say it, re it of course, the course refers to scripture. Do you mean the canonization Bible? Actual, yes, yeah. Oh, For okay. example, um, one of the one of the most interesting, and and uh, the the course teaches that we're we're dreaming a dream, and it's very similar to Buddhism. We're dreaming a dream believing that we're separate from Creator yes. and each other. Yes. So in heaven, it's that's non-duality, the totality of love. And in this dream, where we vacillate between love and fear, we, we're choosing every moment one over the other. And um, what, what we choose to make real is our experience. Huh. So this world that we're seeing is just a projection of what is in my own consciousness, yes. period. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then we do that individually and collectively. I look, call it the big quantum soup, you know? So we're, what are we putting into the soup? Good ingredients or bad ones? Yes. But so the course definitely clicked for me. And so back to the, the main point, uh, there's in chapter two, it, ta it talks about the origins of separation. And the separation is when that we, uh, the way I have always heard it and presented it is like once upon a time we're resting in, in the totality of oneness and safety and peace and love and unity and all, all that is of God, of heaven, of good, of love. And the tiny mad idea occurred, well, what would it be like to experience separation or war or conflict? And like within that, it's kind of like the big bang, boom, that oneness went into seven billion individual uh, aspects of that oneness, a hologram. That's what the hologram is. What I learned <coughs> is within each piece of that, which is you, me, all of us, contains the whole of God, yes. right? Yeah. So we're all holograms of God trying to remember who we are. Yes. And uh, Gary Renard wrote a book, uh, The Disappearance of the Universe. Yes. So this dream of insanity will disappear when we no longer feed it yes. okay yes. so but the back to the it does refer to scripture in many ways throughout the book but in this it says in the book of genesis there's reference to a deep sleep falling upon adam and no reference to his ever waking up so basically it it does so we're we're in this dream believing this is what's real when yes. this isn't what's real at all. But we, we were looking for meaning and value and, oh, if I win one more golf tournament or if I get a little more money or get this relationship or lose 20 pounds or whatever it is yeah. that we think is going to do it for us, then we're going to be happy. And one thing in the course, and I'll very loosely, because uh, I can't remember the exact terminology, I actually had a friend who could recite every word of that course. I mean, <laughs> photographic memory but that's in our story but anyway I, like <laughs> I don't know how he did it but he did it he got on page 362 I'm like what but anyway uh, but the, it says imagine the, the the most wonderful beautiful experience of love that you've had in your experience and then it basically says multiply that by a thousand and then a thousand times again and you then will have just a glimpse of what heaven is. And it's basically saying you throw away the keys to the kingdom for your grievances, for your anger, for your ego identities, all of these things that we're trying to keep going. And we're, you know, it's again the intelligence of the universe. We've got back to the, the warmongers, okay? 
So, you know, that's so low intelligence. War is like the lowest yeah. of the low intelligence. Pretty low. It's low. <laughs> and, uh, and all of these things, but we get sucked into it. And, yeah. and uh, so there is something far greater available for us, to us, if we would just allow ourselves to tap into that. And I think we have glimpses, glimpses of eternity. I call them hummingbird visits. Yeah, there they you go. They come in, it's beautiful, it's amazing, and then it just goes away. Yeah. Like, come back, hummingbird, come back. Yeah. It, I, I bring the hummingbird into my mind. What you're talking about is potentially going to change the world. Well, it, the world will disappear, basically. The world as we know it. The world as we know what it, What we yeah. think the world mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Um, do in your in your truth do we still live in the physical i think we i think that the physical is not as we know it i think you know it's it's you know we hear a lot about fifth dimension yes well that is what when people speak of fifth dimension that's what the course would call heaven that's when we we vibrate at such a different vibration it's elevated there's no conflict there's no judgment there's no defense, no attack. Um, I think that we have, uh, do I think that we live, I th well, the Course says, for example, to answer your question, <coughs> heaven and hell aren't destinations, but states of being. Yes. So I think that our state of consciousness um, is, is completely different in this. And um, I think our world will reflect that, whatever that is. But I don't think it resembles this. I think it's far beyond anything we can imagine. You know, it's kind of like if we just let go and say, okay, I'm willing, and I am willing. I'm like, you know, screw it. I've <laughs> you, you tried to force it. You tried I it. have pushed <laughs> that boulder up the mountain so long enough. That's right. And, and it's kind of like, and, and you know, I, I'll use this as an example. I have been a good manifester. I've, I've accomplished a lot of great things. You have, you know. I, and, and I'm grateful for that. And then it's kind of like, I think that was a blessing in one respect because it made me realize, well, gosh, you made all these wonderful things happen. You did this. You've got a wonderful family, great friends. You got, you're financially stable. You've got a lot of great things and, um, and you're healthy and on and on. But and then you realize, well, but the, that's not it. Mm. And then, um, so now uh, what I learned was the secret. Remember the secret? Yes. Okay, that was a big turning point, I think, for yes. consciousness yes. Yes. <coughs> in a good way. Yes. And so, uh, and then I became a life coach shortly there. It was 25 years ago. After that, something like that. It was a long time ago. And the whole focus at that time was get oh, stuff. Get stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put that vision board, put your car, the trip, the house, the relationship, whatever. Get stuff. How much you want in your bank account. Write yourself that check. And it works. And I'm not it judging it. It, does, it work. does work. But then you get the stuff and it's like, dang, I still feel like crap. What? <laughs> That's not it. And so it's kind of like use a, those principles work. No question. So put on your vision board. I want the peace of God. I surrender. Mm. Uh, you know. Show me where to go, what to do, what to say. I, you know, and when you do that, you just spirit has a much better plan than we could ever imagine. Yes. So maybe a better relationship than we could have ever imagined, or 
a profession that we never thought of yes. or yes. and you see that the universe is conspiring for us yes. not against us yes. Yes. and and we we throw it away for nonsense well that's why we need more healers yeah you've done all that you know jim carrey talking about you know he said i wish i could give to everybody who thinks that having a million dollar check in their back pocket is everything it's not right it's great to have it's wonderful to have and it is nothing compared yeah that peace and that harmony being able to go and navigate your life and not have this chaos you know chaotic relationships or defensiveness and animosity and self-righteous to, to not have that, right. to bring peace into any type of relationship that you have when you can. Back, going back to the physical, it, you know, I, this is such a, a paradise. We live in such a paradise. I'm like, that's an interesting trick. You know, I, I, I'm just going to speak metaphorically. It's just an interesting trick to draw humans into who they came here to be. Let's see if I can articulate this. If I had not had this beautiful paradise to live in, I would have given up on this life. Mm -hmm. and, but because it's so beautiful, I'm like, I think I'll stick around. I imagine us, the glimpses, the hummingbird visits that have come in, and then some of them have become integrated in my own consciousness. I, my physical experience is more glorious than it was before the hummingbird visit right. and before the integration. When I cut open a bell pepper, I see the beauty. Yeah. I, to, this morning I was eating a, a persimmon while I was looking at a squirrel eating a walnut. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and, that, and the hummingbird, boom, and I'm like, you know, I am present, I am here, I'm in the physical, mm -hmm. I'm eating, there's a sensation. That squirrel is eating, there, I don't know what the squirrel's doing, but it seemed to be enjoying itself. This is peace, this is harmony. This is what's possible in the moment of this physicality. Right. And, and I tell the story often that I was leaning over and I was smelling a flower. It was when I was in North Carolina, living in North Carolina before. And I was smelling a flower and I was there. And I heard behind me in the woods, from the woods, right on the line of the woods, I wish I could do that. And when I heard that, I turned around, of course, there's no one there. What, I, what was happening was something in the unseen was saying, I wish that I could do that. Mm -hmm. And that I have been, just what the Course in Miracles statement, I've been mulling over since then. What is that about, Alfie? That I'm in the physical and I'm able to bend over and smell a flower, but the unseen entity cannot and it wants to. So what I need to do, it would behoove me, is that when I smell the flower, smell the flower. When I cut open a watermelon, cut open a watermelon, when I kiss my lover, kiss my lover, when I pet my dog, pet my dog, when, when somebody is an asshole on the road, let that go. Right. When somebody does something stupid, let <clears throat> that go. When I do something stupid, learn the lesson, let it go, move on. Right. And now I'm flowing with life again. Right. I think that's the key. Yeah. I think that's the best we can do with what we're given right at this time. And that's that's an ascension consciousness. Yes, so we're we're yes. peeling away those layers right. that keep us stuck. We're able to get. We talked earlier, and let you just mentioned again about you know let it go. Yeah. It's instead yeah. of like attaching and defending. Yes. I used to be like 
I'm going to prove my point. I always had to prove my point. Yeah. Now it's like, really? doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, and I don't have to be right. Uh, the Course in Miracles, do you prefer to be right or happy? Well, you know, happy. I've chosen happy. Uh, so it's, it's just a, a journey. But presence in love is what you're talking yeah. about. Every moment I'm here in the greatest degree of love. And that's our beloved ADL mantra. That's right, that's the only reason that I could become a minister. Mm -hmm. The only reason, when I saw that their one dogma, what is the greatest degree of love? I'm like, what, I've gotta know about that. Mm -hmm. I've gotta, even though love is misconstrued and most of us don't even really know what love is, I, I feel like to me, I'm just now finding out mm -hmm. what real love is. But I, but I know more, there's two things. I, you know, I, there's, I. I say, yes, there's the layering, we use the metaphor of the onion, but I use the, the metaphor of an, of an avocado. And the reason I do that is, is like there's this removal, 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 and there is a hard seed there. And from what I can see, that hard seed is a misunderstanding of who I am. And it is hardened through physical experience. When I'm a baby and I pop out of my mom, and bright lights and chaos and somebody's hung over in the corner. I feel all of that, <laughs> especially yeah. if you're an empath, you're gonna feel all of that. And depending on what family you're born into, and so immediately there's a physicality that's, that is kind of cumbersome. But that huge spirit is like, I don't care, let's, let's be happy anyway, or let's yeah. get our knees met while by crying. But this slow buying into the, the physical, um, where was I going with that? I didn't even know where I was going with that. Well, the avocado. The avocado, thank you very much. That's, that, thank you for that. Because <laughs> it's a very important point. That avocado gets hardened and hot, the, right. the seed does get hardened, but it's a seed. Mm -hmm. And that, that, is going to, that is going to create a life of mine that if it doesn't line up with spirituality, I'm going to try to, you know, Dr. Joe talks about, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, trying to change matter with matter, mm -hmm. trying to look to the external world to get all my needs met. Mm -hmm. And there are some really fun things in the external world, and they'll give you a minute and a half of happiness, mm -hmm. but that's all it's gonna give you. Eventually, it's going to give you sorrow, eventually it's going to give you dis disappointment, eventually it's going to come up to what it can offer you, and that's very little. So the seed has to be renegotiated. What is my seed? My, I am the divine being in physical form. That changes the whole game. That changes the whole game. The second point that I wanted to ask, and actually it's a question to you about spiritual bypassing. I want to, because, you know, lots of us who are on the spiritual path receive a lot of fear from people who are like, no, I'm going to cling to my self-righteousness even though I'm miserable, uh, and call it a life. Um, you know, saying that you're going to find a parking place or saying that the right job is going to come in or the right person or the right amount of money, that, you know, and, and be happy, be joyful. I just watched Rhonda Byrne the other day because she, have you done, done The Greatest Secret yet? No. I mean, she went from physicality to the, the real seed. Right, yeah. right. So I urge you to get that. I'm, I've yeah. listened to it 10 times. I'll Wonderful. listen to it for 15 more. Good. Trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to get it, trying to become integrated. So, you know, claiming joy, claiming harmony, claiming the right to non, a non-chaotic life, claiming that everything's going to move and the Joel Goldsmith always requests, you know, the crooked ways are made straight, you know. 
what would you say to somebody out there saying, well, that's spiritual bypassing? What do you say to them? I, I know I, it's fear. They're just afraid. Well, I don't, I don't. First of all, I don't think that this, I think there's a big misunderstanding, first of all, of what spiritual bypassing is okay. and what it isn't, in my opinion. Got it. And the thing is, we don't have to analyze and figure it out okay. uh, because, you know, and, and sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. So it's, it, it's every, and, and that's another thing is the Course of Miracles works with each individual. The Holy Spirit works with me on me and you yes. on you. Yes. And so what might work for me might not work for you right. or anyone else. Right. So as a therapist, a healer, yeah. you know, it's about being present, making the Holy Spirit that mystical third and saying, okay, uh, what's the greatest good? Don't mm -hmm. go by what your textbook says. For this, you do this. Yeah. So uh, spiritual bypassing for me, I think that we, you know, that we don't have to cling to our, our past. We don't have to, we can be free of it in an yes. instant. And sometimes, you need the therapy and the acupuncture or whatever. Some people do ayahuasca, whatever it is, to get you through this. I mean, it takes what it takes, but that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Sort of knows the big picture, meets us where we are. Yeah. We'll drop that book off the shelf, do this, or yes. the phone rings. Yes. It's like, or, yes. oh, see it on Facebook. That's interesting. That resonates. Yes. So the universe is here to support us. So there's not a right way or a wrong way for anybody. But I do know that um, I don't have to, uh, the peace is available every moment. And this is training us to always choose love, always yes. choose peace. So I don't feel like uh, for me, it's bypassing. And like I said, sometimes it's immediate, it's, it's a decision, it's immediate. And sometimes I need a little help from my friends or from whatever. Yes. And that includes too, Vicki, I think there's a lot of guilt and, and I'm sure you've seen it too over pharmaceuticals yes. and de for depression and anxiety. Yes. And, yes. and although I'm not <coughs> a fan of pharmaceuticals in general, they have a place yes. on our path. Yes. And I've, you know, I've had over the years, I just want to get off my anti-depression meds. And I'm like, well, why? Because they're not natural. I want to be natural. Okay, well, do they help? Yeah, well, then stay on them. And you know, it's like, uh, and so I would never tell anyone, yeah, I can get you off of these. I would say uh, that uh, it's possible. And if you're, uh, you know, but there's, I remember someone said once, you know, if you're still eating breakfast in the morning, you still believe you're a body and you need food. So get over yourself. You know, it's kind of like, don't uh, just do what it takes. Yes. And if it's, yes. it, so I, I I'd encourage anyone that feels guilty about any of that, let it go. Or and anything. It's okay. <laughs> or on anything, on anything. I love so much the, the Spirit brought that up to, because I, I saw immediately the Spirit brought that to your mind. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I tell my clients all the time that alcohol saved my life. And having suicide as an option in the back of my pocket saved my life. Because it helped me get through until the next step. Mm -hmm. Spirit is always going to nudge you towards your emancipation from your wound. Always. Right, right. If you need drugs, if you need that out of your back pocket, then use it. What is inevitably is going to happen is that it, 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 it will be taken from you or you will eventually be able to let go if, you, if you're supposed to. Right. I'm right with you. It's Xanax. Thank you, Jesus God, for Xanax. <laughs> yeah. I, some of my hardest times, if I had not had Xanax, yeah. I would not be here. Right. So I completely, and I have a lot of clients to me that come to the same yeah. I want to yeah. get off with this. And I'm like, 
let's just give it a minute. You know, yeah, let's, yeah. you know, I still use food. I still use sugar. I still use coffee. Yeah. I might die tomorrow and I have no regrets. Yeah. yeah. I do want to be healthy. It's a choice that my culture is not going to make for me. I'm going to make it for me. And it is astounding to me how God does not care about my fat. Yeah. I'm ast my culture cares a lot about my chub. <laughs> So I, I've gone to source. I'm like, do you care? Silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I will take your side, but I'm still going to be healthy. So it's just this layering of what is important to whom. Right. You know, my culture, source, my own programmed mind, my deprogrammed mind, what matters here? True. When Mary and I built our house, I knew that I was going to have a huge trigger because it was going to be... <laughs> it wasn't going to be mobile. I needed to be mobile. I needed to be able to get the out of Dodge. And so, but here we have this brick and mortar house and I'm like, I am, ah. <laughs> and I, I put two chairs there where the spot was living up to the time where that house was going to be built. And every day I would come home from work and I would see those two chairs where that house was going to be. I programmed my mind for me to be safe in that house. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I was going to have to go back to therapy, go back on Xanax, or something <laughs> was going to have to happen for me to be able to be that committed. Even though we were married, you know, it was terrifying to me that I was going to be stuck where I couldn't get out to save my life. So, because leaving is also, by the way, a wonderful thing to have in your back pocket. Geographic cures work until they don't. Yeah. But anyway, that's for another. That's, that's, that's for another. true. So... My geographic cure was being cut off from me, and no Xanax, no alcohol. I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I quit. I had nothing. For two years, I watched TV. Some of the worst TV, <laughs> which is redundant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the world, yeah. but I knew when I sat there, and I told a number of my clients that who beat themselves up for watching TV. It, just know what you're doing. If you're doing it and you're aware of what you're doing, do it because it's getting you through. Mm -hmm. And I don't watch hardly anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, but I had to do that. I had to do that. Yeah, and just stop judging ourselves. It's for everything. You know, for everything. Yeah. Everything. You know, <laughs> it's true. Just lighten up because you know, there's nothing we can do to change God's mind about us, good or bad. That's right. And so, you know, when you realize that, that we, that, our, that, that, and that is unconditional love, yeah. agape love. Well, we have that potential as humans to really love at that level, yes. but we're so programmed to think, well, you're only worthy of love if you fit in this box. Yeah. And There's always an if. Yeah, if. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you come back to food and I'm fascinated with this, uh, have been for years, the blue zones. And it's, it's the regions of the world that have the hundred years plus longevity ah. and what their secrets are. Ah. Well, they're all different. Uh -huh. And the common denominator though is it's, you know, some drink, some don't. Some eat meat, some don't. Um, the common denominator though is they're active physically, uh -huh. not necessarily in the gym, but their life is just active. Community, ah. let things roll off their back, ah. you know, not holding on to, you know, and ah. they're simple. Yeah. So, and they're not, and these people don't have cancer, heart disease. They don't have all these medical issues and they're not on medication. Nice. And they're living a hundred years plus. So, yeah. but, and faith is at the middle of this in some way, shape or form. Faith, what does faith mean to you? What, that, uh, faith so? is, is knowing that I, it's okay. It's, it's knowing that there is a, presence something bigger than you. something bigger than me okay. that there's something out here that is beyond this that is is making everything okay 
and no matter what. So fantastic. In closing, there's a bunch of healers out there, you know, hearing that call to move into their work in this world. Mm -hmm. And they have all the programming and they have been chipping away at the programming. What, what advice would you give a healer that has heard the call, they think, and they want to move in the direction of whatever modality they feel like they're supposed mm -hmm. to be moving? Anything? Well, I, you know, it comes simple. I mean, yeah. it's just keep doing the work on yourself. Yeah. You know, it, that's what it all comes down to. Because, yeah. uh, again, um, uh, what is it? The unhealed healer, the Course of Miracles talks about. You know, we're only as capable of healing as healed as we are. Truth. And so, you know, uh, if we're bringing our stuff in, we're not going to be that much of a healer. So heal thyself would be the first suggestion. And then just surrender and say, this is, you know, my desire. Holy Spirit, show me how, you know, if this is my, if this is thy will, yeah. show me how to get there. Yeah. This or something better. Beautiful. Thy will be done. Beautiful. And, um, and, and don't think we have to do it alone because we don't. You've got people like you to support others, and you've got a beautiful support system that yes. you make available to people. Yes. And, you know, there's all sorts of support out there. We just have to tap there, into and it. And I love that you said that. And, again, the first time in history where all of these books, all of these YouTube channels, all of these podcasts, all of these truth pieces of truth that are being out there, and people are hungry. Mm -hmm. People are hungry for a deeper realization of who they are. When I was first called to go into becoming a spiritual counselor, I, I was like, this is not possible, you know, the argument, my human argument. Because I knew, I heard my thoughts. I knew I wasn't healed. <laughs> but what Source told me, and I've never forgotten this, and I tell every healer that will listen to me, if you're being called, you go in that direction because Source knows how you put your undies on that morning, uh -huh. knows how healed and how unhealed you are, Answer the call. Yeah. What, there's a, a quote. Okay. God doesn't choose the qualified. He qualifies the chosen. <laughs> or, so basically, it's, it's just, uh, again, trust in the process. That's right. You know? That's right. It's um, a lot of the most wonderful healers that I've come across in my life have. And you know some big ones. Have had the, and they've gotten there because of their wounds. Yeah. Um, Boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom. The wounds were my portal into my emancipation from the wound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so use your wounds to heal. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Use your wounds to heal, healers. That's we'll see right. you next time. Thank hey, you so thank much. Thank you, Vicki. This you. is fabulous. It was and a delight. So, yes, it was. It went fast and we could just talk for days. I could tell that. <laughs> I, <know we> did. <laughs> I have so much to learn from you. Oh, ditto. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you.